The sound of Wenceslas Square, which is a, which is a rectangle, which is the almost the equivalent of the Champs Elysees in Paris, although it's miles away from that. On a Sunday morning. As long as you don't invade anything else, take these lands, and we have no problems. Obviously, he will go on to invade Poland, kick off the start of the Second World War. You probably know how history goes from there. Now, the Nazis will hold this land from 1938 to 1945. Prague will be one of the last major European cities to be liberated by the Allies in 1945. Now, 1946 comes along. Czechoslovakia holds their first free election since the Nazi occupation. 1946. That is the that is one of the guide groups. There's a group of about 20 people in a big circle around the. In, in, this, in a part of the square. Plenty of room to walk around the square. Cobblestones underneath. Let's see what this guy's doing. Okay, a group of, another group of people. I'm walking in the direction of the Imperial Art Deco Hotel. And the reason I'm walking in the direction of the Imperial Art Deco Hotel is because that's where I've been told there is a wonderful, wonderful uh, cafe. Right, I'll be back to you later. I formed an impression that if I slip over to Google Maps, from the app I'm recording on that what I recorded will not save. Who knows? Anyway, here we go. Having a little wander down another side street. Young woman carrying a big camera passes me by on the right-hand side. These are small groups of people. It is, after all, Sunday morning. You wouldn't expect a lot of people to be off the beaten track and this is off the beaten track I mean the Hotel Central is not on the beaten track that's what's on my right hand side as I head here lots and lots of hotels in the very centre of Prague we've been staying in a hotel outside the centre get on the tram number 5 and come in the tram system I found, as I would, as I found in Chicago, as I found everywhere I've been to, and I'm sure anyone who goes to London, for example, or even Dublin, would find the tram or the underground system um, not something they had confidence in how to use. But a, a couple, a day and a half later, I feel very comfortable with catching the tram number nine or indeed tram number five. As regards any other trams, that's a different matter altogether. This is cool here because it's mainly in shade. The buildings are tall, the sun is high, but now what's over there? Chill Inn and Atelier, where music never ends. And now you see, that's the kind of place that I would have liked to have found. Let me go over here and see. From 11 o'clock until midnight.
knocked in the door. Couldn't see anybody inside, but there was music coming from the basement. So that's where it looks to me as if the basement, that's where the music, that thumping music was coming from. I doubt very much that there were live musicians down there at all. Mashna. I'm in Stare Mesto. I think Stare Mesto is the old town. Okay, in front of me now is the Traveller's Hostel, just at the end of this street. I think really in about myself that if I had a free choice and everything else was equal, would I prefer would I prefer to go to a city I hadn't been to before, alone or with other people? The way I feel today, and that isn't necessarily how I felt always, um, I'd like to go alone. Because I like doing this kind of a thing. You just wander. Not much worried about getting lost. You know how much time you have, and you have total control. And I think it is that thing about total control. You don't have to consult anyone about, like, shall we turn left or turn right? So, where am I now? I'm out across the way. It's 100 meters up to the hostel. And now I must break off and consult the map. Okay, it's Dubla and Sukanika, or something like that. That's what I have to walk along. And on the left-hand side, seems to say Argentine restaurant and cocktails of the world. Let's hear this music. Please stay in the photo, just for... Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just nice, a human... Um, this is a nice place. Thank you. Uh, next time I come to Prague, I will definitely come here. I have to go back today. Thank you very much. I hope you were able to hear that little exchange between me and the pianist. Sports bar. Hoda. Exchange. Plenty of places to change money. Although the biggest thing about money is you just put a card in the machine and that's it. Okay. 
Hi, I do hope that this Art Jekyll Cafe isn't a disappointment. It was recommended by a very interesting couple that I ran into yesterday by, by accident. She was a performer, a singer, trained in musical theatre. Her name was Joe. His name was Chris and he was in the music industry. He was a producer and he came to Cork for the Jazz Festival and that's how the conversation started because he knew about the Jazz Festival and I was taken aback that he would know about it and uh, it turns out that he came to Cork to book acts. Oh, I'm on revolution. I'm looks like revolution or something. Now I'm on... Ah, Sukanika. I'm, I'm going in the right direction. I've got a Himalaya Indian restaurant on the right. It's these places you come across by complete accident, like the place just back there where the man was playing the piano, where if I'm by myself, I have no difficulty making a decision, okay, I'm going in here. The more people who I'm with, the more you know, there has to be a consultation. And unless you're with people who have got a decision-making process that says, haha, Joe wants to go into that place, right, let's go. The fact that one person wants to go is enough. But if you have people who are have a number of things they want to do already and, and they haven't really declared that and they have a, a wish to do something, and this will hold them up from their wish, just passing an art supply shop. This is um, something that's uh, guaranteed to cause long delays or delays outside the entrance to a place. And uh, I give up then. I give up feeling like the impulse to go in becomes, oh, how can I deal with all of this conversation? Barbershop and tattoo, good times. I think quite a bit of tattooing takes place here. Well, I'm inside the Imperial Cafe, or Cafe Imperial, and it has been well worth coming to. As I've been told, it's mosaics. The ceiling is all mosaics. Orange, brown, blue, tiny touches of, not so much purple as, I'm not sure what a color I'd call that, a, 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 a tone of red, red and brown mixed. Abstract design, but wouldn't be totally out of place in an Islamic, in a, in a, in a mosque. Um, at the end of the room is some more, I'm not going to call them mosaic, they are mosaics, they're tiles, they're tiles anyway, and there's a clock which tells me it's half past eleven. And there are two women, two angels I think, naked angels, one carrying flowers, both carrying flowers, one with a leg up. 
I can't tell. And all the way around are squares. I see a horse. I see hunting is, is the scenes that I see. Yeah, very, very perfect place for me to relax. Indoors, rectangular space. And the daily special today is asparagus soup with smoked salmon. There's something else which I can't pronounce. All written in, in Czech. Then there's grilled brook trout fillet with sauce, maltese, and white asparagus. And then there's a grum. There's a yeah. A, a, Premier Cru Chablis. I guess that's the bottle. No, oh, how very pleasant. And then the coffees. Let me see. A stronger espresso with 50 to 20 milliliters of coffee. A classic, ex that's 59, a classic espresso which has got 25 to 30 milliliters. Espresso Longo, which I think is what I'm going to have. Espresso with a double portion of coffee, cappuccino, flat white, and macchiato. Then there are coffees, special coffees with chocolate dip, hazelnut, all these kind of fancy coffees. Then they have iced coffee. They have other hot drinks, hot chocolate, gingerbread, whipped cream. That all goes together. Hot chocolate amaretto, whipped cream and almonds. They have milkshakes here, vanilla chocolate, banana strawberry, Bailey's Fresh, Bailey's Fresh. And they have a big tea caddy here. I guess that means they bring you a box and you have Earl Grey, and you have Mort Gentau, flavored green tea, green leaf, jasmine gold, wellness, sweet berries, fruity chamomile, etc. Now you have all that, then you have a breakfast menu. Now I've had breakfast already. Uh, I'm sure this is a lovely place. We have water here as well. Still water, costing the same price as coffee. Wines by the glass, beer, salads, main course. I'm looking for sweet things. I wouldn't half mind. Single malt whiskey, vodka, gin. Now here they have beef eaters, Bombay sapphire, and tanqueray. Last night in the hotel that we were staying, I think they had a beef eater and that was all, that was all. Now, they don't have, oh they do, they have little desserts, selection of cakes, daily selection of cakes available. Okay, I think it's time I basically ordered my coffee. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. May I have an espresso? Longo, mm -hmm. the, the, the cakes, the little cakes. Can I see them? Yes.
Oh, yes, please. I'd like to read this. Learn everything. Thank you very much. Okay. Now. Fabulous, absolutely wonderful. I have free Wi-Fi again. Prague is full of free Wi-Fi. Terrific for, in that sense, of course, for tourists coming here. Now, this espresso longo is a typical espresso, and I'm given hot milk in a silver jug. This is delightful. This. Imperial Hotel was built 1913-1914. A luxury hotel, geometric art deco, deco exterior with cubist components. And it conceals an interior embellished by precious late Art Nouveau mosaic. It's true, it really is. Memorable. I haven't yet taken photographs of the interior. The only thing I've taken photographs are the coffee, cold water, hot water, and the cake, which I don't really want. But every time I go to a place I've never been to before, I want to take the recommendation of the local person to eat something. So I can always say I had a local recommendation. I, I like uh, tuning into what people like in places that I go. The entrance hall, tiled walls, mosaic ceiling, garnished by floral and figural decorations inspired by Egyptian and Mediterranean cultures. The grand marble staircase complements the imposing space of the lobby. The magnificent rooms of the Café and Restaurant Imperial boast exquisite ceramic mosaics and the superb tile decorations of the walls and pillars overflow with rich floral and animal ornamentation recalling oriental and moorish arts okay i'm not going to say anymore i'm going to drink a bit of coffee do not use the hotel or cafe wi-fi if you want to upload audio onto the internet, into your podcast. Enough said. Use your own data. Much quicker, much more reliable. So where was I? At one stage I read the Art Deco Prague Imperial Hotel History. This was written in very florid language. There's written reference to the house standing on the corner of this street and another street in 1383, when this building was joined with its neighboring construction into one single complex at the end of the Thirty Years' War. During the Swedish siege of Prague, the house burned down. 
I have no idea about the Thirty Years' War. I'm piecing together that it was a war in which perhaps Gustavus Adolphus or some other uh, Swedish um, aristocrat tried to spread their power south. Uh, but I don't know any more than that. And uh, it keeps getting referred to in pieces of history that I've read. And although I did learn it at school, I probably learned about four lines about it, that it happened. Anyway, there was a lot of reconstruction work done in 1730. It was turned into an inn. Oh, this place was called the Black Eagle. The yard wings were enlarged in the 1840s, and it was known as the Hotel at the Black Eagle. Well, there's something about a lot of families, and then eventually the hotel, it became a proper, you know, got to become the property of the Nap Napstek family. Not that that means anything to me, but a famous Czech writer called Wojciech Napstek, N-A-P-R-S-T-E-K, famous Czech writer, politician, and patron. Now, as I say that, I have the impression that a lot of Czech politicians, or a lot of politicians that came to prominence in, in the Czech Republic, or among the Czech population, were writers. Anyway, this guy was a patron who devoted much of his time and experience to traveling and collecting valuable items worldwide. Later in the 19th century, the hotel came under the ownership of the Czech Industrial Museum Foundation, established by him. Oh, but it was later demolished as part of Prague's general urban renewal in 1913, just on the eve of the First World War, Prague's big renewal. I actually don't know whether the First World War affected what was... Oh no, it brought Czechoslovakia into existence, so must have had something to do with it. Anyway, the, uh, in 1314, the hotel was designed and it was built, and this uh, Art Deco Imperial Hotel, ceramic interiors, were designed by... Jan Benes, B-E-N-E-S, complemented by plastics. What on earth are plastics? Well, maybe that thing I was looking at up there that I thought were tiles are actually plastics. How do I know anyway? Anyway, somebody else did that. Many years of glory until it became a popular base for German soldiers during World War II. Ha-ha, so the Nazis um, took over. Well, I'd say they took over all the best hotels. It was abandoned by Czech visitors as a consequence. Yeah, I'd say the Nazis kicked them all out. After the end of the war, the hotel regained its prominence among Prague premier hotels. So these people that I met yesterday must have been premier, well, well off. I don't know what it is. After 1948, the Trade Union Association took over the management of this hotel preferential accommodation for their guests and members of the trade union. Well, this gets more interesting to me until its operation as a hotel disrupted in the 1980s. Big reconstruction in 2005, 2007. 
restoring this precious internationally recognized unique gem of 20th century architecture to its former glory, re-establishing its reputation as the outstanding spectacular luxury hotel in the city. So this tells me that for a while it was all open to people who wouldn't normally have been able to afford it. Okay, I'm eating cheesecake. Which is soft. A little bit of milk chocolate on top. Nice crunchy biscuit underneath. The custard, the cheese, the cheesecake part of it. It's about an inch and a over an inch deep, about ten inch and a quarter. And the funny thing is, I've actually, I've had two pieces of it now, and that's actually enough for me. I, I think I'm one of these people who, I like to taste food. When I've had my taste, my mouthful, perhaps a second mouthful, I don't want any more. I'm happy to move on to the next course. I'm at my best with taster menus in restaurants. I'd much prefer a main course made up of, you know, the five things that are on the menu in small little pieces rather than a whole course of one thing. There's nothing I would have liked more in Prague than to have stumbled into a place where I could sit and have, I don't know, beer, wine, coffee, it really, water, it wouldn't matter, and hear a string quartet of Janacek, composed by Janacek. He's a great Czech composer. The great Czech composers if you, that I've come across in the guidebooks in relation to Prague are Vorjak and Smetna. They're, they're the, two, uh, the two big guys. And however much I like some of the music of both of those two people, it's Janicek's music and I've, uh, that I am mad about. I've, I've seen about uh, four operas by him, Acropolis Case, Yenov, uh, and... Oh dear, oh dear. Oh, a cunning little vixen and one other which has gone out of my head. And he has a thing called Glagolithic Mass, which is not really like a mass, but is a mass of choral work. And I did hear three or string quartets by him in the um, Wigmore Hall in London once, uh, donkeys years ago. Um, I, I'm a little puzzled by why Janacek, I didn't notice more uh, posters for music by Janacek around the, uh, around the city. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been stunning. I didn't expect to, uh, to find such a treat and I'm quite sure that if I had found such a treat, 
<coughs> I doubt the others would have wanted to sit down and listen to you know, a Janicek string quartet, which takes a bit of um, attention. It's hardly background music. Well, I'm now back in Cork, in Ireland, and I must say it's especially gratifying to hear from Norway, especially from the island of Tisnes. And here is Jarla Pettersen, who's kind enough to have listened to the episodes from Prague, and it's great to be able to share what he has to say, because he was recently in Prague, and he let me know that before I went, and it's a great thing to experience, to go to a place, do your best to communicate from that place, and then to come back and hear somebody who knows the place say something back to you about it. Yarla, great thanks. Lovely to hear your voice. Hello, Paul. Just calling to tell you how much I enjoyed your two Prague episodes. So much so that I simply had to include a small segment of it in today's episode, or shall we call it Walk Down Memory Lane. Um, I heard you took a river cruise too, as did we. I think we opted for the three-hour cruise going way south out of town. Where did you stay, by the way? We stayed up in the new city, well, relatively new compared to Staro Mesto. Such a shame we weren't there at the same time. Could have amounted to one hell of an episode. Anyway, great to hear your recounts. Lots of love from Tisnes to the people of Cork. (laughs) 